0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerd Unscripted. This is your host, Tony Ladig, And today we are going to continue our exploration of the Library Chronicles. And um, this week, uh, we're going to get into something a little bit different. I got um, a series of downloads starting october 9th um over the course of a couple days talking about order and um how uh, you might remember how we talked about um three parts to what we're accessing the library life force which is what's communicating the information in the library and then expression or form which is the revelation of that. So like the stuff that we can see and touch and all of those kinds of things. And, um, so I had been asking and thinking about questions of, you know, how, if, if the information contained in the library is simply just a set of frequencies and vibrations, then what controls the definition of how it's expressed? You know, so, you know, it's kind of like looking at a binary code, right? Um, anything that's digital can be expressed through b- uh, binary code in one form or another, ones and zeros. But yet, uh, in one case, the ones and zeros look like paragraphs of text. And in another case, the ones and zeros look like a photograph or whatever. And so what defines... Uh, in the real world, (laughs) quote-unquote. I use that phrase lightly anymore. Uh, So what defines those definition points uh, in our reality? Um, If, in essence, you could say that all the data in a library is, in one way or another, just ones and zeros, or, in our case, frequency and vibration. So I've been wondering about that for years and years and, um, there had been some things that I had read years ago, um, about morphic fields and I don't know if any of you have ever read anything about that. Um, fascinating, um, fascinating reading. Um, I forget the person who put forth that theory. Uh, Sheldrake maybe. I forget his first name. I think his last name was Sheldrake. It's been years since I've read about it. Um, but anyway, uh, what was shared kind of resembles what he said years ago that I read, but it's, it takes on a little bit of a different form. And I, I think that what was explained to me was done. So Rupert Sheldrake, thank you, uh, Kat. Um, uh, the way it was uh, explained to me was, um, Uh, a very simplistic form, (laughs) which is a good thing. You know, sometimes I feel about as dense as anything. Um, But one thing that I'll I'll say before I get into reading what was shared over the course of a couple of days, um, one thing that I've noticed in getting information like this and getting downloads and everything is that, you know, we can so easily be distracted and um, lose our focus. Of course, we also have our own, excuse me, personal um issues. You know, like honestly, there's some days where I don't feel like getting up early and getting downloads or whatever, and so I don't. Um, today would be one of those days. Um, and so it's not like Well let me put it this way. Uh there's been a couple of times where I've I feel like I um missed opportunities or whatever in getting some of these downloads and I've always apologized the next day whenever I sit down or later in the day or whatever the case may be and the reality is that um, the information is always on always constant, always available so it's not it's really easy for us to to put our humanness on, uh, divine revelation for lack of a better way of saying it. And in all honesty, it just don't work that way. That's one of the things that I always have problems with, um, in uh church. And I think I might've mentioned this before where people refer to God as father, God, or whatever. That's just a humanization or, or however you want to call it, Um, us putting our human, um, ideas onto something that's much larger in an effort perhaps to be relatable to it or to the concepts or whatever, but it really isn't necessary, you know, uh, because God isn't a father, God isn't a mother, God just is, you know, if you want to get right down to it and use those phrases, and so um over the different times as this been as this has been going on i have addressed different things about being too distracted or not feeling well or whatever they never care and it's not that i should take it for granted or whatever and it's like oh whatever well the library is always on so i can do whatever the hell i want it's not like that at all but it it's just an ongoing lesson for me. And if you're tuning into the divine in one way or another, you should keep that in mind as well. We're the ones with the limitations, not them. Okay. So, um, like for instance, where we're going to start today, I had, um, back on, uh, October 9th, I had read some of the news, um, before I sat down and it, it just distracted me. And so I, I noticed as I was getting some of the download that it was really, really hard to just get a clear focus on what was being said. And, um, and so ultimately I just stopped, um, still got some interesting insights, but I just stopped. And, um, and so then the next day I picked up with, um, the same theme or asked them if they wanted to continue with the same theme and they did in a different approach, but nonetheless the same. So I just kinda wanted to share some of that as uh, prep, if you will. Um there's uh and I'm going to say this probably dozens and dozens of times over the course of this process. It's cause and effect. You know, um the radio station, so to speak, <laughs> for the library is always on and always broadcasting um i know that uh, our local radio stations which i never listen to um not my thing but um they're always broadcasting and and if i don't tune in in my car or here at the house or whatever they're not really offended they just don't really care because there's other people who are listening and the same is true with regard to the library, I don't have an exclusive on this. I mean, hell, every single one of you could tap in just like I am. Probably get the same or completely different insights that I'm getting. The data and the information that's available to us is unme- in, not un, immeasurable. It's limitless. And so every single one of you, every single day, could get your own downloads from the library, quite frankly. Um... I just wanted to be able to expand on what I've been hearing personally, which is why we're here. So anyway, Um, so uh, here's, here's what they had to say about order. We wish to share today regarding order. As we have said, order is a blueprint or a template, but those words do not adequately describe how order works like a list of ingredients or materials needed order defines expression you could say that in a sense that order describes expression but not in the strictest sense order describes what constitutes and defines human but within that description it allows for variation humans are expressed in many ways but the building blocks that define human are the same you could say that order is the governing field or force of form it is important to note that order is not influenced by emotion in the sense of attachment but order was designed to be altered think of it this way you have a field for horses that is fenced at one end there is a gate does it matter that this week the gate is blue but next week the gate will be painted red no it's still a gate Does it matter if the gate is open or closed? Perhaps to the horses, but not to the gate. If the gate is made of wood, will it not degrade over time? Yes, but is it still a gate? Of course. And it is also wood, and it is also oak. We could say that order is is the nested governing fields that define expression. There is order for humans as a whole, but also for each component that makes up a human. This includes everything from your eyes or legs, all the way down to and including the DNA and even the atoms. These nested fields exist in stasis, but can be influenced, altered, or reordered through frequency and vibration, which, that's a big deal. Um, It's a big deal to understand that. And, um, I remember years ago we were talking to a friend of ours um, and he had some health issues and different things like that that were uh, resulting from, um, they were genetic disorders. They were, you know, from his DNA. And so he spent years in meditation and focus to rewrite his dna and he did it he ultimately ended up those issues that he had completely went away and um that's one of the things that i find fascinating about what was shared here is that um, there has to be which they're referring to as order um and what i just read is a very very basic concept but like we look at any given object, like I have a bottle of water sitting here on my desk and we can say, Oh, well yeah, a bottle of water. And you know, the, the water and the plastic and the label and all of that has specific frequencies and uh, vibrations and all. And that would certainly be true. But what about like, how are those frequencies and vibrations being defined to form a water bottle versus a can. And in this given shape and with this particular label and, you know, the volume and the lid and the little ring that attaches to the lid, like all the little aspects of it, there are defining elements that dictate that this bottle should look this exact way. Like we take we take stuff like that for granted. We take a swig and you know put it back down on the desk, and now you know maybe it's two thirds full instead of completely full or whatever, and we just take all of that for granted. But there has to be something that is defining that. I mean, it, it to me, it's kind of the same thing of, um, you know, if reality, if we're creating our own reality, which Really, we are. And um, let's say that I hike up into the mountain to this one specific tree and I carve my initials into it, right? So obviously I'm affecting the tree. I'm affecting the vibration of the tree in some form or another because I'm carving my initials on it. And then 20 years later, I return and those initials are still there. What what exists to make that true you know what i mean like we can i can drive right now up to long pine which is about five miles from here to reservoir where we get our water i spent a lot of time up there it's beautiful but the water has been slowly dropping and uh but you know what unless somebody else moves a rock that i placed up along the shoreline there um it's still going to be there and we know that and but we think well yeah obviously that's you know that's how things are my point is that yes it's how things are but there is a defining something which in this case they're referring to order uh, like a blueprint or a template you know I can say wagon and each of you will have an idea of what that wagon looks like perhaps but you know, what if I gained some weird insight into some super technology that exists 3,000 years into the future on another planet? And then I say whatever the word is for that. And all of you would be kind of like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, so you have no frame of reference, but it exists whether you are aware of it or not, whether you believe in it or not, it still exists. So what is defining that existence? Because if we know that and understand that, we can change it. Frequency and vibration are like that. So, um, you know, think about like the replicators on Star Trek, right? You know, whenever Jean-Luc Picard walks up to the replicator and says, "Uh, tea, Earl Grey, hot, you know, how does it know to make Earl Grey tea? Now, we, we see that as, well, it's a science fiction television show, but there's a lot more truth to that than you might realize. Um, and so if we are indeed creating our reality and we can influence our reality, whether it's through, you know, affirmations or gratitude or whatever other vibrational technology we use, there it is, that phrase, um, yes, gratitude is a vibrational technology. Okay, we just think of it as giving thanks, but it's actually pretty high tech. Um, So, you know, if we can change our uh, our future, change our reality and all of that kind of stuff, which we can. How how do we do it? And to me, in my own personal thinking, it ultimately comes back to understanding why things exist the way they exist you know? So anyway, uh, so the next day they kind of continued this same, um, process, gave a little bit more insight into it. And I feel like I have a long way to go, by the way, just in understanding this. Uh, they said connecting to the library has often been viewed as being reserved for the chosen few, but that is not the case. Everyone accesses Accesses the library regularly throughout life. They may not see it as accessing the library, but that doesn't change the fact that they do. There are levels of access. We discussed some of this previously when we talked about access being based on vibration. Higher vibrations provide access to additional resources compared to lower vibrations. Anyone can access these higher vibrations at any time. There are also instances where some people are predisposed to certain frequencies from birth. It's natural. People refer to those instances as having a gift. But that isn't the case. They simply have natural access to frequencies and vibrations that others have to learn. What people do not understand, they tend to fear or worship or both. There's no need for that. Remember that time in the Oklahoma... In Oklahoma at the hotel, when you made your mind that no matter what, you were going to hear God's voice, you prayed, confessed, pleaded, cried, and yelled for hours. None of that had anything to do with you hearing those first words. It was when you stopped all of those things that you heard. The reason why you were ultimately successful that day wasn't from anything you did, it's what you became. Big point there you made up your mind. That decision elevated you to a higher vibration. Your Bible does not say, cry, beg, plead, and pray, and know that I am God. It says, be still and know that I am God. Of course, in the context of this discussion, you could say, be still and know that I am the library, (laughs) which apparently it has a sense of humor. Um, when your vibration has raised to where you could receive visions, it wasn't immediate, was it? We had to administer them slowly at first, then you became, uh, began to recognize and be open to the flow. It's a process of learning. You have already been participating in prayer teams, and that raised your vibration. There are many examples in your own life that points that point to the process don't take this the wrong way, but you are no more special than anyone else because everyone can access the library. Same applies to all aspects of the library, everything that we have already discussed. So, um, I responded back then with, uh, so practical instructions for someone wanting to access more of the library would be dot, dot, dot. And they responded, we will answer that using your Bible. Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps asking, receives. And everyone who keeps seeking, finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be open. That's Matthew 7, 7, and 8. In the Amplified Bible. You're being shown the secrets of the universe because you have been asking nonstop for 45 years. It didn't need to take that long. You set the timeline. But as you experience with the first light download, you must have a vibration high enough to contain it and the context to comprehend it. Ask, seek, and then be still to receive. Also understand that time has nothing to do with it. You receive through flow, and the flow is always on. The asking, seeking, and being still are simply steps necessarily necessary to align you to the flow, or as we referred to it previously, life force. As you always say, practice makes better. You always have had the ability to hear us and write like you are doing right now. You have always had the ability to see things differently and to see the unseeable, but it was your ongoing shift in vibration that made it become a natural part of your experience. Some people refer to hearing as a still small voice. Others say they have a gut feeling or a knowing. Still others use objects to focus the life force like tarot, prayer, meditation, nature, there are many ways to align to the flow of life force. Tuning in to specific types of resources and information from the library comes about through intention. Intention aligns you to order the blueprint for whatever it is you seek. Intention is sending you a vibration. Intention is you sending a vibration to the library to connect to order. Intention is another constant. Humans have written a myriad of books on intention, thought force, prayer, and the like. Intention is simply this, aligning to desire. Now, that's not anything new to most of you, um, but it's a pretty powerful statement. I responded so I could write a brand new book on the power of intention and just put on every page a line to desire. And, uh... Um, I am speaking at my normal pace, Carol. (laughs) I'll, I'll try to keep it slow, but that's sounds awkward to me. All right. Um there will always be the replays that you can listen to at a slower speed. All right, they continued. Uh yes, that's it. By aligning to desire, you are resonating with what it is you seek. Many have discovered, however, that they resonate with something other than what they are asking for. As you say, the proof is in the pudding. Alignment is everything. Every part of you must be in alignment with intention. Same vibration. In musical terms, every note in the chord you play must be in perfect pitch. If even one note is out, the dissonance is immediately noticeable to both trained and untrained ears. The same is true with intention. Thoughts, feelings, desire, belief, all of these are ingredients to intention, the DNA of intention, and must be in tune with each other to create the perfect resonance that connects to order in the library. If you are not receiving what you set forth as an intention, your intention's chord is out of tune. It's out of alignment with the blueprint necessary to manifest the intention. So a different result emerges. That's not to say that the issue that it's an issue of right or wrong, good or bad, intentions that aren't manifesting says nothing about being good or bad. There is no such thing. It only reveals a lack of alignment. I think that that's a really important key there. We condemn ourselves and are hard on ourselves for so many different reasons we invent stuff just to be hard on ourselves about um but the quicker you can come to the inclusion or the conclusion that whenever you're dealing with things like this it isn't about right or wrong good or evil that has no bearing on this at all it's all about alignment just aligning to the flow the life force or however you want to refer to it Um, it just takes so much away from, you know, or so much power out of the excuses that we often use to justify why something is, or isn't happening. Um, you know, we're bad or we're good, or we did this, or we did that. Um, accessing the information from the library just isn't that fickle, you know? It's like, damn it, I'm having a bad day, so I guess I can forget, um, you know, getting, having anything positive happening in my life. It's like one of the things that I remember years and years ago, I was a teenager, um, having a conversation with my dad. Trying to honestly process the concepts of good and evil from the way it was being taught in the church that we attended. And, um, because I had said or done something, I forget what it was, which was pretty much true every single day. <laughs> Whenever I was a teenager, um, I kept my folks on their toes for sure. Um, but dad had made a statement to me or whatever. I think it, it had to be about swearing because, That's what sticks in my mind that it was I had said something and he yelled at me about it and uh, I'm like, hold on a minute. He's like, well, you know, you got to be careful You know how you live your life and this and this and that And I said so what you're telling me is i literally said this to my dad said so what you're telling me is that if I call somebody a shithead It's wrong But if I call somebody a breadhead, it's not wrong. It's like, well, you shouldn't call anybody names, but yeah, there's different levels. And I said, and so if I swear on some given day and drop dead, then because I didn't have a chance to repent right after I swore, that means that I'm going to hell. And he's like, well, you never know. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, this just doesn't compute to me at all. I said, uh, and so, you know, I tried to think of the most spiritual person that I could think of at the time, which the name that I put out in our discussion was Billy Graham. And I said, so you mean to tell me that if Billy Graham is out working in his garage, hammering in a nail to a piece of would and somehow with the hammer misses the nail and whacks his thumb and says damn it and then drops dead of a heart attack immediately after that that Billy Graham will go to hell because he said damn it right before he died and I ask my folks questions like this all the time it's probably why I am where I am today um and half the time mom and dad didn't know how to respond to me Uh, so you know dad just said well you never know and I'm like that's not a good answer for me that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever something is wrong with this picture and um so I'm sharing that story to bring up the same point that they're making here um with what they were saying that um whenever you're connecting with something, creating your reality, or however you want to focus on it, um, and things aren't turning out the way you expect, it's not an issue of right or wrong. It's not an issue of good or bad. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. I mean, I remember years and years ago, again, you know, whenever I was... I talk a lot about church because that's part of my frame of reference growing up. But I remember, you know, seeing different people who would pray for healing or something and the healing wouldn't come and, uh, or at least in a way that they thought. And there was this immediate, almost, um, unspoken something, whether it was the person themselves or the people praying for that person, that if they didn't receive their healing, There was something wrong with them, that there was sin in their life or something like that, that was preventing them from, you know, receiving whatever it was that they were praying for. And, um, that always bugged me because it's judgment, you know? Um, and to think that honestly, being on the outside of all of that now is, has got to be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. You know, to condemn somebody. Oh, well, you aren't getting this because you're bad. You obviously have something hidden that we don't know about. Pardon my French, but that's just bullshit. Sorry, it just doesn't work that way. It's not about right and wrong. It's not about good and bad. Uh, Ultimately, it's about alignment. And just aligning to what it is that you're wanting to focus on or create or receive or however you want to put it and so um, alignment can be changed in a heartbeat we're conditioned through time to think and believe certain things in certain ways and sometimes it can take a while to remove those blockages or to remove those ways of thinking that are a hindrance i mean god i've been going through this for decades trying to you know undo stuff that you know you learn naturally growing up and uh it just sometimes it takes time it don't have to by the way don't have to take time it's like well you know i have 50 years of learned experiences so it's going to take me a while to get rid of all of that no it isn't that's another belief that's wrong you know the library um the flow that we're talking about or life force all of that resides outside of time so we're the ones that give definition to this should take a long time because you know i think i mentioned it last week we look at a dollar bill getting a dollar is easy but a million dollars is hard we are the ones that define that we're the ones that are defining those things and so it's important to To keep in mind, uh, especially whenever you feel condemnation or judgment or whatever, whether it's from an external source or you doing it to yourself, none of this has anything to do with right or wrong. Okay? It's just alignment. Alignment is a choice. All right. So, uh, to continue on, there are no implications, judgments, or condemnations associated with this. People often, people often assign um, those beliefs or feelings to misaligned intention. But what they do not realize is that those beliefs and feelings only serve to create more misalignment. You have often said you cannot stress your way to success. That is exactly correct. Retuning misaligned intentions simply comes from gratitude, which is an expression of love, joy, and peace. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's Philippians 4.8. Um love is patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, is not rude. It's not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Those are also wrongs about yourself. Ouch. Uh love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13. Right? So All these truths that we're talking about have always existed in our spiritual text. We're just looking at them from a different vantage point. These are higher vibration responses that have the ability to realign and retune your intentions. And like they pointed out, and like I often uh, have said, you know, people stress and worry. I do too sometimes, not very often but once in a while it'll hit me. It almost like there are times where it, it, it almost feels like it's descending like a cloak. It's a weird feeling. Um, and I have to push it off, push it away, push it off. And usually gratitude is the only way that that'll, uh, leave. Um, but regardless of the situation that you're facing, um, there is no amount of stress that you can carry that will make it better no amount of frustration anxiety depression screaming none of those things will make a difference positively and um, this is probably one of the most important lessons that i've ever learned in my life if you can't stress your way to success then why stress If it isn't helping, then why do it? And uh, it's something that I remind myself of constantly. um, Because that's just the reality of it. A lot of people deal with stress. A lot of people deal with anxiety. um, A lot of people struggle with, you know, all sorts of things which lead to other things. Health issues, insomnia... Uh, on and on it goes, none of that is going to make your life better. It only makes it worse because it's a lower vibrational response. And so if stress isn't going to get you to the point B that you want, then you got to figure out something else because if stress isn't working, why embrace it? Why do it? Uh, it just isn't going to help ever in a million years. The last thing all of this should be is stressed and uh, or you know embracing anxiety or depression or those kinds of things. All of that all of that serves to keep focus on anything and anyone else other than where our focus needs to be. and that is on gratitude. That's where our focus needs to be. So, um, I, after that statement that they made, I uh, responded back and said, you've been using a lot of Bible references. Why is that? And they said, it provides context you understand. Every spiritual text offers truth that helps you align. That's why they exist even in their man-filtered imperfectness to help you align. They help you align to higher vibrations. And uh, I said, oh, okay. Um, Thank you. How can I identify what parts are out of alignment? And uh, they responded, intention provides immediate feedback. Imagine tuning the dial or a radio Uh, for a radio to get a specific radio station. You may hear other stations or static noise as you dial in, but once you're exactly on the correct frequency, it's obvious because you can hear the radio station. Your feelings and emotions, along with now, provide the feedback regarding alignment. Because gratitude encompasses higher vibrations, it is the perfect tool to help you realign. It's the Swiss army knife of intention. And I said, uh, stop focusing on what you don't have and give thanks for what you do. My mantra for years, which I just wrote more detailed about that the other day, yesterday. And they said, yes. And let us point to an observation. Give thanks for what you do have. Uh, You have all now. Because all resides in the library. You already have your desires. It's time to align to them. And uh, I thought that was one of those brain-blowing kind of things. And then I, I want to share uh, one more note. This is um, from October 12th. So we've been covering several days in that week. Humans are capable of much more than they realize. In a manner of speaking, you could say that they are working in safe mode or demo mode. I kind of like that. I thought that was a very interesting analogy. There are many reasons why this is so. Uh, there are some who understand what people are truly capable of and can and do everything in their power to prevent them from discovering and embracing that capability. Why? Power and control. This control is exacted in many ways. Fear is one of the most used tactics by this group, and they use it in many different ways because they understand the impact that it has on people mentally, spiritually, physiologically, and physically. Fear is crippling in every way that it is embraced, but as your Bible says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Whatever people are told to be afraid of, failure, uncertainty, insecurity, death, loss, etc., they have everything within them they need to easily overcome that fear. Gratitude, love expressed, quickly destroys fear. Another way humans are prevented from becoming who they are is through the use of altered substances. (coughs) Excuse me. Altered substances exist everywhere and are presented as healthy or safe, but they are neither of those things. These altered substances exist in your food, in your water, beverages, household supplies, and so on. The most dangerous altered substances are those you eat and drink. They are used to make you more susceptible to illness and disease and to prevent you from expanding your understanding and consciousness. Conversely, natural foods, beverages, and herbs have the opposite effect due to their higher vibration. The third way humans are prevented from achieving higher vibrations is through religion. Religion and its ideologies are presented as the path to salvation, but are anything but that. Religion is nothing more than another form of control. Understand that there is truth in all religions. Scripture verses from your Bible demonstrate that. But religion has been weaponized or religion has weaponized truth and has twisted it into a form of doublespeak that does not bring freedom, but rather enslavement. And I said, these three influences control nearly everyone in one form or another. How can they possibly be stopped? And their response was, show them. There are many of you who see things differently, who see through the control. Those revelations begin as curiosities, glimpses into how life could be. As you further explored, your eyes were open more to the truth. You began to see differently, think differently, and understand differently. You gained clarity and your vibration increased. It's an ongoing process. You can tell people... But most are too walled off to hear it showing them the path to higher vibration to freedom is much more effective show them by being a living example you have to live it to show it and uh, i said at the beginning today you said that humans are capable of more much more can you elaborate on that and Their response was, if you can imagine it, you can be it or do it. Humans have the ability to be limitless. They are limitless. Yes, you can know the future. It's already in the library. Yes, you can teleport. It's already in the library. Yes, you can heal others. It's already in the library. Everything you can imagine and everything you cannot yet imagine is already in the library. Humans unfiltered are limitless. Remember the dream you had years ago where you were at lunch with your friend friend Ed and made the glass move through telekinesis. That wasn't a dream. That was a future event. You can do that now. You just don't know you can. Remember, ask, seek, knock. It's time to embrace who you really are along with everyone else. You are a human being so be that, uh, be that and then reflect it to everyone around you. We have been training you for years to see differently. The time has come for show and tell. And yes, regarding your thoughts on food, you have no choice. They always anticipate what I'm thinking. Um, So there was something that I had thought about food there. um. It's holding you back. Time to stop limiting your vibration in that way. You've stepped out of fear. You've stepped out of religion. Now finish stepping out of taking in altered substances. That's not a suggestion. It's a must. Everything you need can be created from raw ingredients. So this was their personal commentary on my diet. Um, (laughs) Yay. Um, But, I mean, they make a solid point. That... um, the food that we eat obviously has an impact on us because it's what we derive our power from, you know, our, our energy from. And, uh, yeah, for some people, this is easy, uh, but other things are hard for me. This has been one of the more challenging things. It's one thing to know it; it's another thing to walk it. Cause you know, we have our own addictions to sugar or whatever the case may be. I don't eat a lot of sugar, but, Every so often there's a candy bar in the mix. Um, but still, it's a truth nonetheless, regardless of what I believe. <laughs> it's one of those things. Excuse me. Uh, Kat says, one of the quickest ways to break down a hardcore belief or concept is to do exactly what you're talking about. Make it ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, and um, I think, you know, we've covered a lot in just these couple days of notes that I read. I, there was one note that I skipped because I had a lot, or one day that I skipped because I had a lot of sinus pressure. Fall and uh, barometric pressure shifts have, it makes my head foggy. I don't, don't know why. Um, today is borderline one of those days but i i think the overarching message here is uh with what i read today is that there's so much more that we can be and that we can accomplish and that we can share with others it ultimately comes down to us being in alignment with those things It's not about condemnation. It's not about any of that other stuff, guilt or whatever. Um, If you haven't figured it out yet, if you want to uh, really be a conduit for this flow of life force that we've been talking about, which is what carries the information from the library and allows us to put it out to the world and to us and everything else, Then that means that all the clutter and clogs in your own personal pipe, so to speak, need to go. Like, so many people um, have very little flow. It's like a trickle because there's so much crap clogging them up, you know. And I get it that there's a process and that it can be scary. And uh, a lot of times, understand this. There could be something that we've held on to for years and years. Maybe it's an unforgiveness towards somebody. Or maybe you don't even know what it is anymore. You know, you just suppressed it and forgot it and don't remember it anymore. Um, But one thing that I can tell you is that very often we build up a level of fear around those things that facing them and dealing with them is just more than we could possibly handle at least that's what we tell ourselves when in reality it's just um it's just a simple choice you know, I mean, there's a lot of different mechanical methods you could use for that. You know, some have like written things out and then burn the letters um, and make a conscious choice to let it go or whatever. Um, whatever works for you. But um, I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember years ago, um, whenever I was married to my first wife, Deborah she worked at the local mall and um she had uh it was winter time and she had slipped and fallen and whacked her knee on the curb of the uh sidewalk that went around the mall and obviously that's going to (laughs) hurt you know but what became interesting with it was um Normally, you know, you would expect with ice and, you know, caretaking and all of that kind of stuff, that it will go away over time. You know, it'll improve and get better. Hers got worse. Went to a doctor. They did scans and stuff. Didn't see anything that was out of the ordinary, except that it just wasn't getting better. And so, you know, they said, well, I'll give it another six weeks or whatever, and then we'll make the next choice except that physically there was nothing wrong that they could see. But yet her knee got worse to the point where she could barely walk. So, um, the one day, um, I got this in this flash of insight and the, the insight was that the reason why her knee wasn't healing is because she had an issue with her dad that she needed to address. I didn't know what the issue was, not my place to know what the issue was just that she had an issue with your dad or with her dad. And so I, I told her about it. I said, I believe that the reason why your knee isn't healing is because there is an issue that you have with your dad said, what popped into your mind just now? And the look on her face told you, told me that something popped into her mind. And she was scared. I mean, she looked genuinely scared. And uh, she's like, "That it can't be anything like that. And I'm like, I'm telling you that it is. And you need to deal with it. Come to terms with it. Forgive him or however you need to address it, but you need to do it. And so she suffered through a couple more days of hobbling around, you know, even on crutches at one point. And then um, a couple days later, she had uh, picked me up from work. We needed to go to Walmart or something. She had picked me up And, um, we drove to Walmart, got out of the car, was walking toward the entrance and she was walking perfectly, no limp. I mean, she could barely walk without crutches. And now all of a sudden she's walking like normal. And, uh, so she was walking up ahead of me a little bit and, um, like I hadn't realized that any change had been made because she pick me up at work, you know, so I didn't see her walk before we got to Walmart that day, except in the morning before I left for work, which I was working at the Christian Publishers back then. And, um, so I saw her walking ahead of me and I said, so you finally dealt with it, eh? (laughs) She turned around With this look on her face and just said, shut up. (laughs) But it just kind of proved the point. I mean, she got rid of some of the clutter, you know. She got rid of some of the clog that was preventing um, the flow that she needed. And uh, she was actually a really good case study for this. Because there were a lot of things like that um, where... uh, She'd make a decision and then something physically would happen in her body, positively or negatively. I've seen it go both ways. Um, But the same is true with all of us. I mean, she, you know, it didn't work for her because she was somebody special or work for me because I'm somebody special. We're all the same. You know, we all have the same basic order of things that can be changed and updated and all of that. Through gratitude, through forgiveness, through love, and all of those kinds of things, you know, First um, Corinthians 13, which people refer to as the love chapter, like that isn't just a nice little story that we heard in Sunday school. Those are spiritual principles that work, regardless of what you believe. You know it I'm more and more I'm starting to refer to those kinds of references as a form of technology because they really are that in a lot of respects we think of technology as like the latest iphone or a computer or whatever that's not the library's idea of technology the library's idea of technology is vibration it's frequency period and the only way you can elevate either one of those is through those positive life force type technologies like gratitude like love like forgiveness um you know all the different things that we've heard about and it's been outlined to us for years in church or wherever else there's a reason for that and the thing is you know um when you talk about gratitude it just is like love just is now yeah there's evil in the world you know there is opposites to all of these things in the world there's opposites to patience and kindness and all of that because quite frankly how on earth would we know or experience love if we didn't know the opposite of it you know what i mean it's again about expression um but the The reality of it really is that you can't hold stress in your heart and in your body and mind and expect everything to just flow like you know as if it wasn't there it just doesn't work that way you can't hold unforgiveness toward people and expect life as normal it just doesn't work that way you know think about you know the the piping in your house that gets rid of the waste from your bathroom you know use too much toilet paper or put some paper towels in there or you know a toy or whatever and uh what happens you get a clog then you have to either you know try to use a plunger or get one of those snake machines or or even worse replace the pipe um Because flow gets less and less and less, and then eventually starts backing up. Think about that. You know, we can slow down our flow to a trickle, but we can also stop it. And then it starts backing up. How many of you are big fans of backed up sewer pipes? Right? None. (laughs) None of us. Because we know what that is like, perhaps. You know, I've certainly... Whenever I was a kid, I remember one time when we lived in the mountains, the uh, the job that my cousins and I had over the course of one summer was digging up our old septic pipes, because like, these were like old terracotta pipes, uh, and they were all clogged. It was July. There was 30 feet of them. It wasn't a fun experience. You know, how do you think it smelled? Not good, right? and so the same thing happens with us in a manner of speaking it's not physical it's worse it's emotional it's spiritual it's whatever and so what happens is as the flow slows down because of whatever unforgiveness that i don't know why that keeps popping into my mind today so but we'll go with it um maybe one of you need to hear it i don't know um But as it slows down, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, everything keeps slowing down more and more to a trickle. And then eventually we hit that spot where, you know, the flow stops completely. You know, maybe we all just need a good old library obtained Roto-Rooter. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. but. Um, I can tell you this, the quickest way to uh, to get the flow going again, to get rid of all that crap, is to face it, deal with it, and move on. You know, Don't make a big deal about it. It is what it is. Um, it's your enemy. That's what it is. Those clogs, the stuff that's preventing proper flow from happening, it is not your friend. It is not serving you. Sometimes we get stuff out of it, You know, we'll hold on to something because it gives us attention. um, Or it makes us feel a certain way. It seems really self-deluded, but people do it all the time. You know, well, I need to be poor because Jesus was poor and Jesus was holy. So if I'm poor, then I'm holy like Jesus was. That's the biggest crock of crap that I've ever heard in my life. But a lot of people believe that. People in my own family believe that. Uh, they, whenever I present it back to them like that, they're like, no, that's not what I'm doing at all. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is that exact thing. Um, and so, you know, we, it really makes, uh, well, let me put it this way. The best challenge that I can offer you is twofold. One, take an honest look at things that exist that um, aren't what they should be. I can't define those for you. It's not my place. But in most cases, you already know the answer to those questions. I don't even have to say. Um, And then the second thing is get rid of them. Flush the toilet, so to speak. You know, get rid of that stuff. Um, start with gratitude. Doesn't matter how horrible, how bad the situation, experience, circumstance, whatever was. It's not helping you by holding on to it. Um, and so, as you release those things, your vibration increases. And then you release more and come more into alignment and your vibration increases which means that now all of a sudden you have access to more of the library more of the desires of your heart more of the things that could actually make a positive difference in yourself and other people who wouldn't want that you know this stuff don't work you're crazy tony well I'm crazy only to the extent of I'm willing to consider anything. I think, uh, experience proves out what's true and what's not. Um, I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With all of what I've been sharing over the last several weeks as just being bullshit. Like I'm okay with that. I don't believe that it is, but I can't make that decision for you. Um, But I suspect there's a lot of truth in what I've been sharing. Um, It's just what I'm getting. It's my experience. And uh, you could get something that's completely opposite. And I'm okay with that too. So um, I think we'll stop there and just really let you think about it. If you haven't read what I wrote on Facebook yesterday... Actually, some of you I know did. I know some of you saw it, but I think we'll actually end with that because it came from some of these insights. Um, In 2009, life changed pretty radically for me. Over the span of just a few months, my divorce was finalized. My dog died suddenly. My dad died. My grandfather died. My uncle died. And my cousin died. That was all in middle of January to the end of March of 2009. During that time, there was a phrase that came to me and stuck with me. I would be reminded of this phrase hundred hundreds of times a day. It helped me retain my sanity. The phrase was, stop focusing on what you don't have and give thanks for what you do have. And the truth was that even in a crazy time of loss, I had much to be grateful for. That was nearly 12 years ago, and to this day, that message of gratitude still echoes in my thoughts regularly. I can easily say that gratitude saved me and continues to do so. The other morning, I was driving home from Target, uh, while I was driving home from Target, a thought came to me that took this commitment of giving thanks to the next level. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was shown how, when we give thanks for what we have, we often focus on tangibles. Our family, friends, jobs, health, and more. And it's important to do so, but there is so much more to be grateful for. Gratitude transcends time. <coughs> Excuse me. It's always dry in my office in the winter. I need to turn my humidifier back on. Gratitude uh, transcends time. It partners with us to reach forward into the future with faith and hope for a better life. It travels with us back through time to provide perspective on how choices made us the person we are today. And gratitude transcends what we can see, touch, and feel it guides us to look past how things are in the moment toward choices that can change everything for the better gratitude opens our eyes to the unseen and opens our hearts to believe the unbelievable gratitude is literally an unstoppable force for transformation and when embraced moment by moment can radically almost magically change everything as this download hit me, I looked at the clock in my car. It was 11.11 11 a.m. on 11, 11 2020. The number 11 is often associated with new beginnings. To me, that means that now is always the time for new choices, new opportunities, new outcomes, and better experiences in your life. Gratitude will gladly be your guide. That is the truth. Right there. Um, Kat says this is great stuff and you're doing an excellent job of presenting it. Well thanks. I appreciate that. Um, she also shares gratitude is a quality similar to electricity. It must be produced and discharged and used up in order to exist at all. I'd not heard of that quote before, but that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, And she said, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thanks. So that's, um, I think that's what we have for today. Um, Next week. I don't think we'll get into that one yet. Uh, I'm just kind of reading ahead or actually reading behind, um, one of the discussions on, uh, 1015 was on the human concept of good and evil, but we'll save that one for a little while. So I think next week, uh, what we're going to talk about is, um, One of the experiences that I've had over the years in dreams and visions and stuff is being transported to other locations. (coughs) And um, it's been crazy. Those experiences are my favorites uh, in a lot of respects because I'm interacting with people and all of that kind of stuff. But I've gained a lot of insights over the last month or so regarding that specifically so i think that's what we'll talk about next week we're still we're still about a month back on details but i kind of like that because it gives me it means that i can draw from a month's worth of content and bring together what makes sense to be brought together At some point, we're also going to talk about, um, vibrational interaction with the world around us and how that manifests in a, in, um, color and music. I've been getting some downloads regarding that too, which is pretty insane, like swirling energy. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Kat says, if this was all you had, it would be enough. Well, and truth be told, uh, I've, as I mentioned before, I wanted to share this because I know that it sparks new insights in me as I talk about it, which is a, a a good thing, a win-win. Um, I'm recording everything and so I'm transcribing everything. So that means that, um, you know, I can turn this information into a book or books or whatever. Uh, not counting this week between the actual writing that I have of the library chronicles and the transcriptions from the first three um, sessions. I'm at about 65,000 words already, <laughs> which is pretty crazy, considering we're like a quarter of the way through what I currently have, and I'm getting new stuff on a regular basis, so... Uh, yes, Lee. They are being recorded. Um, the only one is currently available is the first one, um, but I'm loading them all onto Sound uh, SoundCloud.com, and um, they're also they also should be accessible through um, iTunes. But I'll post the link again. I'm planning on trying to get the these three uploaded including today's, um, up on the SoundCloud, uh, probably not today, but uh, more than likely tomorrow, so that people can listen to them again and again. So that's all I have, everyone. Thank you very much for joining me again, and uh, we'll revisit this stuff next week. So we'll see you later.